What level are you on the map of consciousness? So, in I finished 10x is easier than 2x today. And it's a book by Dr. Benjamin Hardy and Dan Sullivan. And in the conclusion, the conclusion was probably my favorite chapter out of the whole thing. The conclusion as well as the chapter where he was talking about switching up your schedule, your work schedule, to make it more optimal for progress. Meaning add rest days and buffer days and focus days. But in the conclusion, he talked about this one book called The Map of... uh, No, it was called Force Versus Power. I believe it was called that. And it's by Dr. Hawkins, I want to say. And so he basically said that most people... Well, here, let me explain this first. The Map of Consciousness is basically like a grid or uh it looks like a timeline but it's just like imagine a line a horizontal line with zero on one end and 1000 on the other end and then as you go up the numbers you reach different levels of kind of consciousness or awareness so like zero through 50 is like anger or no it's like I okay, I don't even remember I don't remember what the actual numbers are, but pretty much zero through one hundred and fifty are all like negative emotions. So like anger, fear, doubt, disbelief, like all the negative emotions are zero through one hundred and fifty. And then from one hundred and fifty onwards is like happiness joy peace and then 1000 is enlightenment and the premise of the of 10x is easier than 2x the book that i first heard of this concept is all about just continually progressing yourself and progressing your kind of advancement as a person and so he actually wrote in the conclusion that According to Dr. Hawkins, I'm just going to call him Dr. Hawkins. I could, I probably should have remembered his name, but the guy who wrote the book, The Map of Consciousness, as well as Force Versus Power, that guy, Dr. Hawkins, said that the average people, like the majority of the population, like the far majority of the world, the entire population of humanity only progress like five points or five levels. So they go from 100 to 105. So they don't even progress to like higher levels. They just progress five points throughout their entire lifetime on average. That's the average person, normal person. And most people are operating under level 150. So most people are still operating under those negative emotions like fear, worry, anger, like all these negative emotions. And he said that, Dr. Hardy said that it's actually surprising because most people only progress five points when you can actually progress like hundreds of points in a short period of time. And that's what 10x is going on. That's what going 10x is all about. Progressing multiple points in a short period of time. And the this was really interesting for me to see because I didn't realize that this book was kind of about uh, consciousness. Well, 10x is easier than 2x. I assumed that it was just going to be a normal average like a uh, average self-development book or like an average entrepreneur book, mindset book, but it's so much more than that. And it actually talked about like consciousness at the end, which is what I'm getting into right now. Like I'm really looking into the gateway experience. I haven't really researched it in a little bit, but I've been 
practicing the meditations for the gateway experience, like all about exploring consciousness and exploring, exploring your awareness. And so the fact that he talked about Dr. Hawkins, I had never even heard of Dr. Hawkins before this morning when I read that. And so just before this episode, I actually looked, looked up the power, force versus power. And it's like a 450 page book. And then I also looked up, he also wrote another book called the map of consciousness explained, which is like 400 pages. So those are two books that I definitely want to read in the future, but there's one issue. I have seven books already on my list right now that I've already purchased and they're already on my bookshelf after I finish reading this one next book, which is uh, Create, Don't Capture. And so I started reading Create, Don't Capture this morning after I finished 10X is easier than 2X. And I'm really looking forward to it because it's the first book that I've ever read about how to become like a content creator. Like I had started producing like content online 80 days ago when my first episode on this podcast published and I never really looked up like how to do it better or how to do it. So this is why I'm really excited to read from this book, but this book will be pretty quick. And then I also have, cause it's only 170 pages, but next books I'm going to read, I've already told you guys are all about like spirituality and just like discovering the truth, which I don't know what that means, but I want to discover the truth. Those are the next books that I'm reading. And I definitely want to add um, the force versus power as well as the map of consciousness explained on my reading list, like to high priority reading list like probably like the next books that I read, but there's one issue and it's that I only have like a hundred dollars in my bank account. Yeah. I'm back down to, to nothing. And I can't, I have to kind of control my spending because I, I usually like to buy a lot of books. Like I probably spent probably, I wouldn't be surprised if it was closer to a thousand dollars on books over the past year. And I have to just keep my spending under control because I have some subscriptions that I need to be able to pay for, like my rss.com subscription, which hosts my podcast. So without that, my the podcast will go down. So I have to be able to pay for that as well as my recording um, or as well as my editing software, podcastle.ai. And there's a few other subscriptions that I have to pay for like later, which I schedule TikToks on. And speaking of TikToks, I have been posting three TikToks and three YouTube shorts every single day, the same videos, just on both platforms. And so I've found that my YouTube channel has grown a little bit more. People still aren't listening to the podcasts on the YouTube, which by the way, I do have a face cam for the past like week. I've had a face cam on my YouTube videos for my podcast. So right now, if you go on YouTube and listen to this podcast, you'll be able to see me. And I have like for the past week, I had no background, but now my mom put up a sheet behind me. So that's why now I have a background, (laughs) but uh, speaking of TikToks and shorts, I when I went to Funnel Hacking Live, one of the things that I learned on the first day that I needed to implement was to post shorts every single day. And so I decided to record three t- YouTube shorts slash TikToks every single day and post three every day. And as a result, I have been doing that for the past like week and the first, okay, so my TikTok is doing a lot better than my YouTube. And I predict it's because my YouTube, I've already posted like 80 long form podcasts that no one is interested in listening to. And so the algorithm kind of hates me on that regard. 
So I think that it'll take a little bit of recovery on my shorts to kind of bring it back up. But I'm really looking forward to seeing where this takes off because my first couple of TikToks got maybe 10, 50 views. And I, I like my first TikTok got 50 views or one of my first ones got 50 views and I was hyped. I was really excited because that was 50 views is a lot because I was expecting like five views, 10 views, like no views. And then recently I, I like the past, well, not the past three now because three more have posted since I checked, but last night I checked after recording the podcast and I've gotten 250 views on like three TikToks in a row and people are liking them. And also people are like one person favorited one of my TikToks. So that's awesome. And I feel like it's going to be really important. So there's a few things that you guys may be able to expect in the future, a few changes. So first of all, I'm expecting to get a lot better at recording my TikToks because, and I may switch from three TikToks every day to just one. And let me explain. The guy that told that, like basically gave the speech at Funnel Hacking Live to get us to rec- to post daily on TikTok, he developed a framework for like the perfect YouTube short or the perfect short form video. And it's similar to Russell Brunson's perfect webinar script, except it's basically like a 60 second perfect video script. And it's basically where you have the hook, which hooks the viewer's attention. And then you have a three secrets and then a story. I might have that flopped. It might be a story and then three secrets. I don't know. It doesn't really matter, but because I'll figure it out later, but you have three secrets. So it's say like, do you guys want to hear three secrets on how to get rich? Secret number one is this secret number two, secret number three. And then it goes through and then it has the offer, but I don't think offer would be a thing, or maybe it would be call to action, like fall for more. And so that's, I learned about that for the TikToks, but I never really did it. I, I just, I, if I did that, then I would have to switch to just doing one TikTok a day, which would be fine, which I might end up doing because I started reading the create, don't capture book. And literally after the two, uh, after two chapters, I had an epiphany and I wrote down in the notes, like on the last page of the book on like the blank page where I sometimes write notes on my books. I wrote down, should I structure my podcast to follow the perfect 60 second, excuse me, perfect 60 second uh, TikTok, basically. So should I structure my podcast to be a 60 minute version of the perfect short? So essentially I would have a hook and then I'd have like 20 minutes, uh, no, it would be like 15 minutes of secret one, 15 minutes of secret two, 15 minutes of secret three. And then I would reveal all the secrets in the beginning of the podcast to get people to listen to the whole thing so they could get all the secrets and then potentially put the most interesting secret at the end. So that people listen to the whole thing. Maybe that will help with my engagement. I don't know what my engagement is on podcasts. I don't think they tell me that stat. But I think that will help a lot with my engagement as well as just quality of the podcast. So that would be a good structure that I may experiment with in the future. And then I also... I'd have to switch it to one short every day, just follow that same structure, except minified. But I don't know. That's that's a few things to look forward to, possibly. But I want to talk about 
10x is easier than 2x. I'm realizing that that I, I'm really thinking about that map of consciousness and how the majority of people on this world, like 99% of people in this world, only move five points out of 1,000. There is 1,000 points up for grabs on the map of consciousness, and the majority of people only move five points in their entire lifetime, like 80 years. They only move five points when you can actually move like hundreds of points in a very short amount of time, like a year, a couple months. I don't know how long it takes, but I'm definitely like looking into that. And I, I, I think that I have moved up a couple of points over the past like seven months because I definitely think that transurfing, reading reality transurfing has helped me move up a lot of points and studying that. And that's, that's kind of where I'm at with that. But one, one thing that I realized is there's a lot, there's a lot to do or there's a, no, what am I even talking about this morning? I'm switching the topic completely this morning. I finished the transurfing review final part. So there's going to be two episodes coming up in the future of Transurfing Principles Part 9 and Part 10. So it'll be a 10-part series completed. So if you guys are new here, I have this series that I recorded while I was reading the book, Reality Transurfing. And I would basically just... Kind of, I just record and review all of the principles that I learned, like review all of my notes from the week before. And so this will be a compilation of all of my notes from the last few weeks of reading, ever since Transurfing Principles Part 8. And I didn't want to like write it out until I got home from Funnel Hacking Live so I can kind of recall it and have it go through my brain after I started to forget about it. So this morning I was, I spent like an hour, uh, doing the, doing the principles review. And I realized that I can okay. So I already knew this, but I was, it was brought more to my attention. We can control our reality. So we are the maker of our reality. So we are literally God, like we are a manifestation of God. And so what that means is that we are creators of our own reality. Like we can't create the entire world. Like we can't change the entire world, but we can, we definitely have our own layer of our world at our disposal. And there's one kind of one concept that really stuck with me again because I remember the first time I read it and the second time I read it, it stuck with me. But this morning when I reread it and wrote it down, it really stuck with me. We need to take care of our layer of our world, which is our thoughts. Let me explain this. We need to take care of our layer of the world just as much as we take care of our physical bodies. We can control our reality just as we can control our physical body. And then when we control our physical reality, that's our thoughts. Our thoughts are equal to our physical reality. So this is, this is what I'm thinking. I'm like, the more and more I read this stuff, the more and more I understand it, which is everything. If you just spend time over a few months or years studying something, you'll understand it a lot. And so the more weeks and months that I spend like thinking about this stuff and learning about this, the more it kind of goes through my mind and I can understand a lot more. So when, when we control our thoughts, we control our reality. And it makes sense because the majority of people 
only move up five points throughout their whole lifetime on the map of consciousness. And the majority of people don't control their thoughts. Like I was the, the reason why I know this is because I was part of the majority one year ago and I never controlled my thoughts. I hadn't, I didn't even give them a second thought. No pun intended. Like I would literally just allow my thoughts to control themselves. Like I would literally just be controlled by my thoughts. Like my thoughts would go rampant and they would just go on their own. I just see them as like, not like just, they just do whatever they want. Like I had no discipline over them. And that's everyone. Like I've asked people this before. I'm like, what are your thoughts like? Like, do you control them? And they're like, no, they kind of just do whatever they want. Like this is everyone. Everyone in the world, the 99% of the world does not control their thoughts. And so if you, but 99% of the world like, okay, everyone can control their bodies and everyone can control their thoughts, but not everyone controls their thoughts. And those that do gain extreme success. Like Russell Brunson is a like extremely successful entrepreneur. He has a $100 million plus year business called ClickFunnels. He's a New York Times bestselling author. Like he's a hyper successful human being. He was an all-American in wrestling when he was in high school. He went like, he was like one of the best in the nation at in college for wrestling. Like he's a hyper successful human being. And I went to his event, Funnel Hacking Live, the other week. And literally the first day he was talking about the new thought movement, which I had never heard of, but it's basically a movement of people or not really necessarily a movement, but it's basically like a time era from like the 1850s onwards to uh, around the 1850s where people started to realize that your thoughts actually affect your reality. And so he basically went on a deep dive in the new thought movement or new thought era. And he like bought all of the books from these people and study them. And so if I'm just studying this for like six months, transurfing and just studying transurfing, not really full time, he's, he's buying like 15,000 books a year on this stuff and reading like all of it probably not all of it, but he is reading a lot about this stuff. So he definitely controls his thoughts and he's a hyper successful person. So I'm coming to realize that it's the, like when you, your reality reflects your thoughts. Well, that is true. Like one of the principles of transurfing is called the mirror principles. And it's basically the world is a mirror that reflects your relationship to it. So what that basically means is every time you send your thought energy out, it gets bounced back to you in physical reality. So you're basically standing in front of a mirror at all times. At all times. And the way you like the way you're standing in front of it is by just thinking. And since our thoughts are nonstop, they're constant we're constantly sending an image to the mirror and then the mirror reflects back by manifesting it in real life. So you send your thoughts out, the mirror manifests it back in real life, but there's a delay. So you can't, that's why you can't just say like, I'm a millionaire or you can't just think like I'm a millionaire. There's a delay. So you have to hold that image in your thought for quite some time and then it'll send back. And that's what I'm in the works of doing right now. My goal is to move to Hawaii and surf, but there's some stuff that I've added to it. For example, a wife and a yacht. That's what I've added to it so far. 
So I'm basically like on the yacht and I'm also surfing and I have a house, but that's kind of like what I've added to it. And I visualize that during my meditation, I usually spend like the first two thirds of the meditation getting into focus 10, which is basically trying to get your body as deeply relaxed as possible. I'm unable to get into sleep paralysis yet, but I will in the future. That's what I'm practicing for. And I basically, for the first two thirds, I spend just getting as deep as possible. And then the last one third, about on average, I just visualize my goal. And then I get out of it and then I go. And then usually, okay, so in the morning, my morning routine, once I'm done meditating, I get up and balance on my medicine ball which if you guys remember, I have a medicine ball that I balance on every morning. I do seven minutes every morning and I basically am doing that so I can become, have better balance so I can become a better surfer. And so since I just get off of visualizing while I'm balancing on, or since I just get off of visualizing, then I start balancing on the ball and continue that like visualization and imagine that I'm surfing while I'm balancing on the ball. So that's another time that I do it. And I find that every once in a while, some days it's more, some days it's less throughout the day. I think about my goal, but I find that it's kind of, it doesn't really happen too often. So that's why I put it in my routine to think about my goal. And then I like, I've meditate three times a day at least. So I get visualization three times a day. And that's one of the things that Russell Brunson said, visualize your goal every single day. Like hyper successful people are focusing on their thoughts. Like they don't get there on accident and it just makes sense like when I first got into reality transurfing, I realized like before I even knew about any of this stuff, I realized that I was focused on my physical body, but I didn't really focus on my thoughts. I knew that my thoughts were like, oh yeah, you should probably focus on those next. Just like the next thing to improve. But I didn't realize just how important they are. Now that I'm starting to realize how important my thoughts are, I'm going all in on on like fixing them and it's also like i've seven months in to transurfing and probably only like four months into actually focusing on my thoughts because i'm gonna be honest for like the first i didn't even start like worrying about waking up in my day until the second time i read transurfing like I, I was just asleep the whole time I was reading Transurfing the first, which is basically not being present. There's a lot going on and I know that I'm on the right path and I'm really excited for it. future. But I'm going to be honest. There's one thing that's been on my mind. Lately, my podcast quality has not been up to par. Like, I'm not, I'm not happy with the level of quality that I've been putting out for my podcast lately. Which is why there's some changes that are going to be happening. Today, I'm going to be doing a double episode. So what that means is I'm going to be recording two episodes today so I can get another Transferring Principles episode out. But that means that I'm going to have, instead of five episodes uh, scheduled ahead of time, I'll have six. And then tomorrow I'm going to record two episodes again. So then I'll be at seven. And then all week from tomorrow, starting tomorrow, ending, I'll have to see what my gym timing is, but pretty much all week, like tomorrow through Friday, I'm going to be 
like practicing sketching out or not even sketching out, but framing out future episodes. So if you guys heard yesterday, I talked about one of the things that I'm going to be doing is adding rest days to my day. Cause usually I just record every single day and have no rest days, but I know that it's essential to have rest days, especially from work. So I'm going to be having all week rest days slash buffer days, which means that I'm going to be at least for this first week, I'm going to be spending all week still recording because I want to maintain the seven episode schedule. So I'm still going to be recording all week, but I'm also going to be schedule, uh, not scheduling, but I'm also going to be planning out episodes, which means that I'm going to start taking notes again in my books. So every single time I see something that's important, I'm writing it down. And then when it's time to work out the episode, like when it's time to script out, I'm not going to script it, but I'm going to plan it out. So I'm going to have, like I said, I'm, I'm going to try the three secrets for one episode. See how that goes. And I'm going to be doing, I'm just going to go through all my notes of what I read in the morning and then just compile an episode. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to figure out how these notes like connect with each other. And I'm going to say three secrets for this one result. So for example, three secrets to get rich and they're going to be different, but they're going to be towards the same result. That's, that's what I'm thinking for improving the quality of my episodes so I can have rest days. But this first week is going to be very tough because I still want to maintain my daily recording so that I can stay at a seven episode schedule. But I also want to script out future episodes so that over the weekend I can just crank out a bunch of episodes and record a bunch. It's going to be interesting, but... I think it'll be worth it because to be honest, I'm it's, it's extremely tough because when I was reading transurfing, I knew exactly what to talk about because I was just constantly learning exactly what you guys want to hear or not necessarily what you guys want to hear, but I was learning exactly what I wanted to talk about. Or I was also strengthening my knowledge on transurfing because that was my second time reading it. And I was studying it. And like I said, whatever you're reading at the time heavily influences the course of events in the day. So if you're reading Transurfing, you're going to be talking about Transurfing a lot and you're going to be thinking about it a lot, which means that it'll affect the podcast episode greatly, which is why I had entire episodes dedicated to Transurfing. Eight up to date. Eight whole episodes just for Transurfing. And there was many other episodes where I talked mostly on transurfing. But I switched to 10x is easier than 2x, which I have a don't have a great understanding on yet because it was just my first time reading it. But I don't know. Let me get some water. I want to talk about the gym. So one of the one of the things that I realized, something I realized at Funnel Hacking Live was focus on strategies over tactics. So essentially, I started to realize this over time, especially when I found out that like billionaires don't even know like what payment processors they're using, or they don't know all the little tactics. All they know is the main strategies on how to move forward. They know the business strategies. And so I started to realize that. And then I realized one time to focus on the general strategy. I don't remember exactly what the story was behind how it came to the epiphany. But 
I was like telling my friend about that. And then he was like, oh, that makes so much sense. That's why there are like skinny bodybuilders that are focusing on all of these little things, like the exact angle, all the tactics for lifting. But then there's absolutely massive jacked bodybuilders that are just going, ooh, 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 like going so fast, pumping out the weight so fast with extremely high intensity. And that's because they're focusing on the strategies over the tactics. They're making sure that they have the main strategy down, which is intensity. And so I was like, oh yeah, but I didn't really think much about it. And then one day I was in a rush for, while I was at the gym, I was in a rush and it was my push day. So I was hitting chest, tries and shoulders. And so I was, I usually like superset when I'm in a rush, but this time I'd superset it as well as had high intensity. And let me tell you, it is so much better. If you focus on just high intensity, like that's the only thing I focused on. Like I had a crazy pump and I was only there for like probably 25 minutes. And so I've been doing high intensity at the gym lately. Uh, yesterday I had an amazing leg day, high intensity. And then today I had a great pole day, high intensity. And tomorrow I'm going to have another chest day or push day, high intensity. So focus on the strategies over the tactics, which is also another reason why I haven't been focusing too much on the tactics for my videos. Like I'd I haven't even looked into like keywords or I I haven't looked into a lot of the things, which I'm sure they're very important and it's probably just excuses by me, but to be honest, I don't really care too much about it, but there is one thing that I do want to get is thumbnails because I feel like that's another reason why my episodes are not doing too hot on YouTube is because I don't have any thumbnails. Also, it's probably because people don't want to listen to a one hour long video. But, I don't know. I think that there are people that want to listen to a one hour long video because I used to watch Hamza all the time and a lot of people would watch his long form videos. And that's another thing. I, I think that I might go back to watch just like one of the podcast that I listen, used to listen to, like Modern Wisdom or Diary of a CEO, I might listen to one of those podcasts. Maybe not because those are like guest speakers a lot of the times and I don't have a guest speaker. It's always just me talking. But I also want to go onto YouTube and watch a Hamza video again so I can see like what he does. So I can like figure out how to make my stuff better because I feel like if I can make a, if I can make a YouTube video, cause right now I'm just making a podcast. Like I'm just sitting here in front of the camera or in front of the microphone, just speaking. But if I can make a YouTube video that I can repurpose into a podcast without having people confused, like without having people be required to look at the screen. Like, for example, if I make sure that I don't say, like, look at here, if I make sure not to, like, put images on the screen that you need to know, that you need to be able to see to, like, understand what's going on, I feel like if I if I do that and make, like, YouTube videos and then repurpose it for podcasts, it will, it will be so much better. But I don't know. I have to figure out what, because I haven't looked at YouTube in a while. So I'd have to figure out like what Hamza's doing and see that actually be a good idea. See what he does for his podcast because, or not podcast, his YouTube. This is, this is very, one of the most valuable lessons that I learned so far is to model other people, like figure out what works and literally just model it. And I learned this in Russell Brunson's books, his dot-com secrets, expert secrets, traffic secrets. 
I learned it's called funnel hacking, where you basically look at another company's website that is like profitable and that's doing very well. And then you just model it. So wherever they have a headline, you put your headline. Wherever they have a buy now button, you put your buy now button. Or they have a story or a picture, you put your story or picture there. And you basically just model it. And I learned that. And I started to apply that to other things. Like, for example, my podcast, uh, my picture, my profile pic is basically modeled from Diary of CEO, Modern Wisdom, uh, On Purpose, like those those podcasters. I modeled my picture off of that. And then I modeled like my intro, my old intro off of what Russell wrote in Expert Secrets. And then I also, like a lot of things I modeled. So model off of other people like even my gym routine i modeled off of someone else originally like i just looked up push pull legs and then i looked at the pictures and i copied that routine just do that and so obviously hamza's videos are working like he is extremely popular he's extremely successful so if i just figure out what he's doing and model it for my own stuff i can get on good And I think that one of the important things is to find my own niche. So if you guys haven't noticed that, especially on today's episode, I always just like bounce back and forth between many different, many different topics and themes. And that makes the episode hard to listen to. And a lot of times I'm just talking about like my own progress because I simply don't have anything to talk about. So I think that It'll be extremely beneficial once I start scripting out these videos or not like completely scripting it out, but writing it, writing like episode notes, like just writing notes down and maybe I'll be able to start writing the show notes or chapter notes or chapters. I don't know what they're called, but because I know that Hamza writes notes. I'm pretty sure he writes notes because I remember one time he was like, oh, let me check my notes or something I don't I don't even know but I want to figure out like all that because he is able to talk about something for literally an hour and a half and have no stoppage no stop and he has notes I'm pretty sure so notes are extremely important and that's the one thing I don't do but I do do them on the transferring principles episodes and I think those are some of my best episodes and I'm going to be recording another one in 20 minutes once I'm done with this episode. But just model other people. That's what I did when I was like coming up with my morning routine and my just my day. I was figuring out like what successful people do. Well, they read. Well, they go to the gym. They meditate. They eat clean. They eat healthy. Like they do all these things. And then now I'm realizing that one thing that I never even knew was they focus on their thoughts. Like they focus on everything that's going up here in their mind. They focus on all of that stuff, which is all internal work. Like no one sees that work. Like people can see if you're going to the gym. And I I heard this, I read this in 10X is easier than 2X. There is a story about this one Super Bowl championship uh, quarterback who I believe was retired, who was talking about this one quarterback. And uh, forgive me because I don't know like the names. I don't watch football that often. But he was talking about this one quarterback who like went 10x. And he used to be good, but now he's great. And... The Super Bowl winner who was talking about him said, like, this guy does the lonely work. He goes out and does the work. Like, he goes out to, the like, hit those reps when no one's watching. It's not the stuff that you post on social media. It's not the stuff you tell people about. He does out and does, goes out and does the lonely work. 
Like no one knows that he's doing this except for him. And he does it because this hones his craft. So he spent days, hours every day for months or years out like at the park by himself getting the reps in and no one else knows. And that's the lonely work. And so that's kind of what I'm thinking the inner work is because when I was first, when I first discovered about transurfing, it was, I watched a video and it was a interview. Someone was interviewing Iman Gatsi about what books he reads right now. And he said, reality transurfing. And that was it. That was the, it was a YouTube short. So it was like 10 seconds long. And then I remember like telling my friend about it. And then he saw a video and he said that he saw another video and it was basically another Iman Gatsi YouTube short video about transurfing. And he said it was someone, I think it was the same video except like extended because he was like, what books do you read? And he's like, reality transurfing. And then he was like, yeah, the thing is that most people these days don't do the inner work. Like you, I don't remember exactly how the video went, but the summer, the moral of like the summary of the story was, he said that most people don't do the inner work and you got to build it. You got to do the inner work if you want to be successful. And the inner work is all the stuff that goes in your mind, like up here in the, in your head. And that's the lonely work because no one sees it. No one sees you constantly waking up. No one sees anything that is going on in your head. Only you know about that. Like that is the true lonely work. No one knows about it. Like, yes, no one knows that that quarterback went out to the park, but he was doing it in physical reality. Yes, it was lonely work. Yes, it's extremely hard. Yes, no one else wants to do it. And that's why he was great. But the, tr- the like, the l- lonely work as well is I don't want to discredit what this quarterback is doing because I've done that before, literally just for a few months. And it's, it's rough. It's like, that's lonely work. No one wants to do it. And I was not able to maintain it, obviously, but. The lonely work goes on up here because it, so just bear with me here. If we all agree that successful, the difference between success, successful people, like the difference between the 1% and the 99% is all up here. Like objectively speaking, actually, I, I don't know, but all the hyper successful people, like hyper successful entrepreneurs, Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos, Bill Gates, like these people, they look average. Like they just look like a normal person, right? Like they don't have wildly crazy physiques. Like they're no Arnold Schwarzenegger. They're no like, what's that guy's name? I used to, oh, C-Bum. Chris Bumstead. They're no Chris Bumstead. Like they have average physiques. They probably have average health. Like I, I saw this Warren Buffett would eat like Burger King every day. Like they probably have average health. The only difference is up here. They just did the inner work. They did the lonely work. And that's the difference between hyper success and average mediocrity. Like that's why no one, like most people only go up five points out of a thousand in their entire lifetime. And that's why other people go hundreds of points in a few years on the map of consciousness. So if if we can agree that the difference, let's just agree that the difference between the 1% and the 99% is all mental. Yes, they know more knowledge. But that's the inner work as well. Like they sit down and read. But they also focus on their thoughts. They also like hound their thinking and get rid of, they absolutely destroy all negative thoughts. 
they absolutely control their thoughts because when you control your thoughts, you control reality. So let's agree right now that the difference is your thinking, your thoughts, your worldview, your mindset. So now we can go on to say that if you just do the inner work, you are guaranteed success. If you do the inner work, you will be successful. And the thing is, one of the biggest factors stopping me from going to the gym in the first place, like for years, I had a gym membership, just a family gym membership. And for years, I would sit on the back couch watching YouTube and my my sister and my mom or my dad would say, I'm going to the gym, do you want to come with? And I always say, no. No, for years this happened. And inside it was because I was too embarrassed. I didn't want to do it. Like I was too embarrassed to go out. I didn't want people to see. So I literally, for during COVID, during the lockdown, I literally just sat. I would like every night I would just do like push-ups in my, in my room. So, and then if I heard people walking by, I would instantly stop. Because I was embarrassed. But when you're doing the inner work, no one has to see. No one has to know. You're the only one that knows. But that's also another thing. If you rely on other people's gratification, other people's approval, their permission, you're not going to want to do it. But if you also rely on other people's permission, you don't need no one's permission to do the inner work. Because no one knows. No one knows that it's it's happening. And then all of a sudden, things are going to change. Because remember, the world is a mirror, but it has a delay. So right now I'm in the delay, stagnant time. Like there's no changes happening in my life. But eventually, it's going to come like a tidal wave. I don't actually know if it's going to come like a tidal wave, but that's what I'm telling myself. It's going to come like a tidal wave. It's going to catch everyone else by surprise because this whole time I've been doing the inner work and taking charge of my thoughts. When you take charge of your thoughts, you take charge of your reality. You can control your reality just as much as you can control your physical body. Like I have full control over my physical body. I can open my eyes. I can shake my head. I can move my hands around. I can run. I can jump. Like that's all inner intention. But another one of our, another one of our features in this life is to be able to control our reality. Like we are creators. We are God. God created us and put a piece of him in us. So now we are creators as well. If you just follow that, if you, if you consider your intention, the intention of God, how can it fail? God created stuff that we can't even see outside of this universe. So how, like, if he created a star, something that we can't even touch, something so far away from us that we can barely see it in our night sky. If he created that, how can we expect him to fail at creating the life that we want in our own little corner of the world? Like we can control our, our own reality. Like my layer of the world, I can control. I'm the creator of my layer of the world. So how can I, how can I fail at creating that? There's no way I can fail because it's God's intention. And to finish this episode up, I want to talk about sleep and a nighttime routine. Every single night for the past four months, I want to say, five months, I've always journaled right before bed. And then for the past three to four months, I always meditated right before bed. And I added those to my routine because I knew they were important. I wanted to have a journaling daily, but I didn't know where to add it. So I just put in my nighttime routine 
because whenever something is in your morning routine or your nighttime routine, it is guaranteed to happen in your day. That's what I've found. Like whenever something's in your routine, it's guaranteed to happen every day, especially morning routine because you just go through the motions every single morning. Like that's why my morning routine is like four hours long. So I just jam things in there. And then on your night, my nighttime routine, I have journaling and I always journal. I usually, before I read 10X is easier than 2X, I had four questions or five questions actually. First is what did I do today? Second is, is this helping me? Third is, is am I moving forward? Fourth is, what am I doing tomorrow? Fifth is, what did I learn in my morning studies? And then I added three more, I think three. Six is what are my daily wins? So what are three things that I won doing today? And it's anything that's a win. Even a failure, if I learned a lesson on it, for example, I declared it a win that I screwed up my sleep schedule for a week and I fixed it because now I know how important it is sleep for your meditations. And I declared that a win. That's also being in the gain mindset over the gap, which is a concept in 10X is usually the 2X. The gain is where successful people reside. The gap is where miserable people reside. And the gain is all about interpreting everything as bad. Like it's basically coordinating intention except for the past tense. Oh wait, no, it's interpreting everything as good. My bad. Uh, the gain is all about seeing all your past failures and successes as positive, like as helping you. And then the gap is all about like you measuring yourself up against impossible standards and getting mad that you didn't achieve that. But number, the question six in my journaling every night is all about what are my daily wins? Because when you are in the gain, you are, that is an extremely good advantage. So I added that to my nighttime routine. And then question eight is daily once. And I just write down as many things that I can think about that I want at the moment. And a lot of the times I repeat things like, I want to surf. I want to be financially free. Like a lot of things are repeated. But other times there's specific things that I want in that day. Like I want to finish 10X is easier than 2X. I want to start reading the ultimate reading list for human beings. Like those are my daily wants. And it's because when you operate under a system of wanting you have an abundance mindset. You do things because you want to. There's no need to justify. You want to because you want to. Whereas if you operate under a need system, then you're under a scarcity mindset. You need things. So you have to take things from other people. So you justify that. You have to justify why you should have it over someone else. Like the 99% the ninety-nine operate on a needing mindset. We're in the 1% operating in a, want, a wanting mindset. So that's another thing. Dan Sullivan spent like 1,000 plus days just journaling every single day of his wants. So if he did that, I'm going to do that too. Like that's how important it is. So I added that to my nighttime routine. And then the last thing is, what are my 20% tasks? And that just gives me... uh. I know question four is similar to that, but that gives me time to think, like just moments of silence to kind of think about what tasks are actually helping me move forward, what tasks are efficient. So that's all about being reflective. And I found that reflection is an extremely valuable thing for moving forward. I improved the most I've ever improved this past summer because I journaled and I was reflective over everything that I was doing every single day. And then I kind of like went stagnant on my, over the past like month or so, or two months, I kind of just went through the motions for my journaling and I wasn't as reflective and I wasn't as critical. But now that I added these three more questions, they give me the opportunity to actually start thinking more and not just going through the motions. And now that I have a hard set rule of being done recording, like being done in the basement at 4.45 and I have to go upstairs 
at that time. Even if I'm not done. Which I'm always done recording, but I'm not always done editing. So I had to go upstairs at 4.45, no matter what. That's my rule. But that's pretty much for that. That's, that's it for the episode. To wrap things up, don't forget to download your favorite episodes and subscribe to the Ascend Momentum Show. But before you guys leave, make sure to look up at the sky.